0: What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Four Quarters Podcast. We have a lot to talk about today. Of course, we're going to get to my Knicks. That's nothing new. We're going to also get to LeBron James and his Los Angeles Lakers and how they're doing over there in Tinseltown. We're also going to get to Cat, Car Anthony Towns, who almost died. Okay? He's lucky to be alive. We're going to figure out what happened. Also, we're going to talk about Zion Williamson and his horrible shoe accident. During a Duke game, keep it locked. This is Four Quarters, brought to you by Cesspool Network. The New York Knicks are horrible, and it pains me to say this. It's the absolute truth. Their record for the past a million games that we've played, well, the last four games, they're 3-1. Previous 36 games, meanwhile, 33 losses and just three wins. Now, you could look at that and just be like, okay, the Knicks have been bad for a while. That's understandable. And it's totally the truth. I thought that looking at that record, it would make me feel like the worst Knicks fan in the world. But there is a glimmer of hope because the reason why we're tanking the season is because... We're hopeful that we're going to get a top draft pick. The top draft pick that's obviously on our radar is Zion Williamson from Duke. This guy is a monster. I I shouldn't have to tell you. You already have seen his highlights. You've seen what he's capable of. Now, the story with Zion is that if he comes to the Knicks, right, does that automatically make us better? In my Knicks fan's mind, yes, that saves us. (laughs) But we're going to need some more pieces. And that brings me to a Mr. Kyrie Irving. Now, Kyrie, who has been long disgruntled from every team that he's ever been on, especially his current Boston Celtics situation, he has made it clear that he doesn't owe anybody SHIT. And that's fine. You know, you're in Boston, it's cold over there. It's probably a little racist. Um, you know, Boston fans are kind of weird. No offense, a little bit, well, sort of as much as a New York fan could offend you. With that being said, Kyrie has made it completely clear that he is not sure where he wants to be. And that's fine. A lot of players aren't sure where they want to go, but Kyrie has been pretty vocal about that throughout his career, especially here in Boston. And I've always liked Kyrie. I love his game. I love his game now when he's completely healthy. He can be a number one option, a scoring option for your team. Now, he's kind of proven that he can hit those game winning shots. He's proven that he's very clutch playing alongside LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers basically helping to get them over the hump in 2016 and willing them to a championship with one of his game-winning shots or the game-winning shot rather. Now I don't have to tell you what happened he left he's not there anymore but he's not entirely happy which brings me to my point Kyrie Irving is going to leave his team and he's going to come to the New York Knicks. Now the reason I'm able to say that with so much confidence, is that Kyrie is from New Jersey. And geographically, Jersey is completely close to New York. And Jersey, I'm sorry, you guys don't have a team anymore. Uh, Your team has come to Brooklyn. You understand that if Kyrie were to go anywhere, he'd want to come back home probably, right? He'd want to be pretty close to home. So that's one of the major reasons why he's coming back. Uh, to the tri-state area, specifically New York, to the New York Knicks. It's an attractive area, for one, that we are getting Zion Williams, most likely. Two, it's close to his home state. And three, Kevin Durant, most likely, will also come to the New York Knicks. Once Zion Williamson is drafted, he will come to the New York Knicks, and Kyrie will follow, just like... The Knicks are tanking this season. I'm sure that the tanking will lead to something completely amazing. We're going to have Dennis Smith Jr. coming off the bench. We're going to have Zion Williamson starting alongside a very spry Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. That is an amazing big three. So you don't have to worry about scoring. You don't have to worry about defense. You don't have to worry about floor General. It's all there. The Knicks have been... Um, pretty bad for a while. They have been so bad that Samuel L. Jackson announced on national television during the Oscars awards to Spike Lee, who is a popular Knicks fan, courtside at every game. He announced to Spike that the Knicks had indeed won a game. A rare occurrence this season. Spike Lee was elated. He was so excited that when he got his award, he jumped into the arms of Samuel L. Jackson, the man who had revealed to him the Knicks had indeed won a game. Funniest moment that I've ever seen. A Knicks fan truly excited about a win. A win that is few and far between in this very downtrodden season. But one thing is for sure, that we will get a top draft pick because we will be very, very dead last in the standings this year. Zion Williamson, a.k.a. A future Nick, wore a sneaker during a game, and it was a Nike shoe. Now, Nike is a reputable company. You hear about Nike, you don't think... My shoe is going to explode on my foot while I'm driving to the basket. You don't think, hey, my shoe is going to completely rip off of my foot while I'm playing basketball. We all have pairs of Nikes, I'm sure, that we've had for years and they still look okay. Not Zion Williamson, apparently. He experienced a completely different incident. During a game, while he's performing a basketball move like he normally does, he slipped which basically allowed his shoe to rip off of his foot completely. Now, I know that sounds pretty dramatic, but it was. If you go back and look at the play, he slides, you know, he gets hurt. And within that, within the friction of the floor, meeting the shoe, the shoe completely gives away. I've never seen anything before similar to that. It's crazy. Zion is pretty much lucky that He didn't completely fracture his whole foot. Nike, what do you guys have to say about this? I mean, you know, you have a player that is going to be a marquee name very soon in New York, hopefully. You have a player who you could most likely sign uh, to a shoe deal once he's in the NBA. But then you have an incident like this that happens and... You make a guy not want to ever wear your shoe again. I, myself, will be a little hesitant before I'm lacing up a pair of Nikes going forward. Because, I mean, I'm not competing at a high level like Zion Williamson is. But, you know, I mean, he is 280 pounds. But, but still, you know, the fact that a shoe could just explode off of your foot while you're playing a game is shocking. It scares me. Nike, you're going to have to, I don't know, give everyone a free pair of shoes, or you're going to have to let Zion rock the same shoe, I guess, in another game just to show that the shoe's okay. I don't know. I don't know. It's a really bad thing that can happen to a shoe company. I don't know if, you know, you lose players' sponsorships from that, but that was shocking. It's very, very scary. I don't want my future Knicks pick To get hurt because he chose to wear your shoes. Come on, Nike! You gotta do better. This is is insane. Like I said, Zion is okay. Uh, He just had a minor knee sprain from his Nike PG two point five sneakers ripping in the first minute of that Duke home game and that loss to North Carolina. He was not alone though, because Hoosier sophomore Justin Smith also ripped through a pair of his sneakers, which happened to be an Adidas Harden Volume 3 pair. He wasn't injured, and he was able to switch out of the shoes for a new pair, but, you know, that's just also an example of a shoe just imploding during a game. You know, it's just really hard. It's just disheartening to watch stuff like this because you got guys that are extremely valuable to the league, risking their lives and they're trusting you in their shoe. You gotta do better. Adidas you gotta do better. Nike you gotta do better. To know that this has happened, you know, recently to another player, is just scary. You guys just gotta you gotta figure this out. You know, save Zion, keep him safe, so we can wrap him up in a Knicks jersey pretty soon. The self proclaimed King of Los Angeles has been chewed up and spit out recently by none other than Stephen A. Smith, the excitable host of First Take. Now, Stephen A. Smith's argument was that LeBron James and the Lakers were the Grinches that stole Christmas. Basically, LeBron this week posted that He was the only player in top 10 all time in points and assists. He captioned the post, I literally have no words, exclamation point. Now, LeBron basically is saying that I'm still dope. I'm still the king on a team that will most certainly not make the playoffs in the Western Conference. Now, when you see a post like this and you're a Lakers fan, you're like, oh, that's great. LeBron is still good. Cool. Right? I would imagine. I'm not a Lakers fan, but I would imagine you guys would probably say that. Right? For me, not being a Lakers fan and just being a fan of basketball in general, I'm like, bro, your team is still trash. Why are you posting these motivational speeches or whatever and... Toting or glorifying your personal achievements. Meanwhile, Lonzo Ball is still out. He's injured, whatever injury he has. Your young guys are underperforming since you basically pulled the trigger on, or tried to pull the trigger on, a massive trade clearing everybody who doesn't have the last name LeBron James out of Los Angeles in exchange for Anthony Davis of the New Orleans Pelicans. A trade that, in fact, did not go through because the Pelicans said that the Lakers asked for too much. Now, LeBron, when you posted this, you probably felt pretty good about yourself. You probably felt, all right, you know, I got my three championships back-to-back in Miami you know, one in Cleveland. I got nothing to prove. Let me go to LA. You know, let me go to LA, do what I wanna do. It's a big city, glitz and glam. I can get my Space Gen two movie done, which is slated to come out pretty soon, next couple years. Let me get that done. Let me A and R Two Changes album. Let me just get my feet wet in LA. It's probably your thoughts moving to the West Coast. Which is fine. It's totally cool. Do your thing. You spent a while in a very cold Cleveland, so why not, right? Which brings me back to Stephen A. Smith's point, basically fuming at LeBron James' statement on Instagram. They're the Grinches who stole Christmas, Stephen A. exclaimed. I completely agree with Stephen A. Smith. LeBron, what were you thinking? You're posting this post... You're talking about your personal achievements. Your team is trash. You need to fix your team. You come to L.A., you get some nice highlights, you get some crazy dunks off. You do a lot of personal stuff behind the scenes. While your young guys, who, might I add, you felt were pretty disposable because you all but single-handedly forced a trade or the idea of a trade, of trading your players away... You did that, LeBron. What do you have to show for it? You have nothing right now. You're not going to make the playoffs, bro. Like, Let's just be real. Now, going forward, the best thing LeBron and his Lakers can hope for in this offseason is that Anthony Davis could somehow persuade the Pelicans to trade him to a team of his liking. One of those teams being the Los Angeles Lakers. That's the best thing LeBron can hope for. Will it happen? Who knows? But LeBron is clearly, clearly being selfish. You aren't thinking about your team. You're thinking about the next move. You're thinking about your career. You're thinking about your legacy. You're not thinking about the Los Angeles Lakers, LeBron James. You are not. Meanwhile, in Minnesota, on the Timberwolves, Carl Anthony Towns, a.k.a. Cat, missed his first two games following the All-Star break after being involved in a car crash on February 21st. And according to him, he's lucky to be alive. Towns discussed the incident with reporters on Monday, telling them that he had 5% chance of surviving the crash. The accident could have went, I'd say, I'd have a 5% chance of making it out alive. Towns told reporters. I hit the 5% mark. I'd say 4% was to be seriously injured. And 1% was to be minorly injured. And I came out in that 1%. Now, the T-Wolves coach, Ryan Saunders, on Friday explained that his star player was involved in an accident on his way to the airport as the team had traveled to New York City for a game against the Knicks. Towns explained that he was in the car... That basically came to a complete stop in order to avoid crashing into another car that was ahead of it. Instead, his car was hit by a semi-truck that was going basically 45 miles per hour. Now, Towns said it could have been much worse. Probably should not have made it out alive. I mean, a semi-truck? I don't know. I've never been in a car accident of that magnitude. Uh, Towns is a big guy, you know... You don't really hear a lot about NBA players being involved in accidents. It's pretty taboo, although they're flying all across the United States. So the likelihood of an accident is pretty high. They're also traveling on these huge buses, you know, an hours on end. God knows how long the drivers are sleeping or, or what's going on there. But you don't really hear that these players are in harm's way. So you kind of automatically assume that nothing is ever going to happen to them. So this is kind of like a wake-up call. This is to show us the humanity in players and their situation. This shows us how much we need to appreciate the NBA. This shows us how much we need to get a better understanding of how much these guys go through, traveling all these days out of the year, and how much they put themselves in harm's way. Now, Cat is okay. He missed a couple games. Not a huge deal. He's fine. But it shocked me to hear this because, like I said, I hadn't really heard of a player being in a car accident. I can't remember off the top of my head, uh, you know, when a player was in the face of danger like that. So shout out to you, Cat, man. We're, we're so happy that you're healthy and you're okay. With that being said... Four Quarters has come to a close. This is another episode in the books. You can join us again next week. We're going to be talking about more basketball. So bring it right on back here. We're going to have more stats, more predictions, more hot takes. The Four Quarters podcast is brought to you by Cesspool Network, which you can follow on Instagram, on Twitter, at Cesspool Network. You can subscribe if you love hearing my amazing voice talking about the NBA. Subscribe to our iTunes. You can also subscribe to us on Spotify or wherever you're getting your podcast from these days.